Jesus Christ. Welcome, everybody, to Dark Feather Gaming News. This is episode 19 of our Gaming News podcast. This is Thor, and today I am here with... Fat Gamer Jeff. Tommy Crook. Doc. And my full crew of blue balls are gone, Sasquatch Senpai. Ah, <laughs> the whole Jeff, you missed the, you the, missed whole the legalization know, of our podcast. I know, but hey, I mean, I was buying a vehicle, so yeah. Priorities, unfortunately. We got the whole news crew here, at least. So we're still missing Dirt Wizard and Dogsathoth, but they don't do any of the news stuff. So as far as our news crew goes, it's yeah, it's full house. Yeah, amazing. Cool, cool, cool. So let's start off with some of our deal alerts. We have our PS Plus games and our Xbox games with gold. So coming up in October, our PS Plus games are going to be Need for Speed Payback and Vampire. So Vampire uh, being a little bit of an older game, if I recall. Uh, Fantastic. But, yeah, I've, I've heard a lot of good things about it. Can't wait to put it on my backlog. Um, Jaff, what do we have going on in Xbox games with gold? One second, because I thought I had it open. Sorry about that. Shame, Here we go. Shame. Sorry. You'll edit it out. I know. No, I won't. Uh, what's, I know. I'm just fucking. Idiot. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> this would be family friendly if it was edited. Uh, no. <laughs> nah. <clears throat> okay. Um. So. There's four free games. Unfortunately, I've never heard of these games, and I just found this article today. Uh, so you have Slayaway Camp, Butcher's Cut. Uh, of course, everything starts tomorrow, uh, except for one of them says uh, Made of Skr. Yeah, S-K-E-R. I don't know if I said that right. And, uh... yeah, I guess they're scurred. Whatever. <laughs> uh, that one goes uh, from October 16th all the way to November 15th. Uh, you have Fink's Finks and the Cursed Mummy, October 1st through the 15th, and then Costume Quest, October 16th through the 31st. Uh, they all they went with a Halloween theme because it's October, so... Right, naturally, yeah. Have, yeah. So all of these games uh, sync up to Halloween. Which, oh yeah, I also with Vampire, the, Vampire 2. There's always, there's always something with, that they kind of theme that way, so... And uh, yeah, that makes sense. and by tomorrow, what he means is the first. So today. When oh yeah, this. yeah. The time oh, yeah. time of release of this podcast will be the first of October. So. Yeah, you can't expect me to actually say stuff like that. That requires <laughs> brain power. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, also on our deal alerts, uh, the P, uh, the PS Plus subs are available for thirty dollars, specifically twenty nine thirty nine in the U.S. right now. So if uh, you need to get your PlayStation subscription, now's a good time to do it. Um, and the Games of a Generation sale is live on the PSN store right now too. So a lot of good deals going on on PSN's yes, digital side. They're really starting mm-hmm. to ramp that that PS5 hype up by deals here, deals here, deals here. You know, the big in Japan and and all these deals. Um, they're 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 getting the hype ready. Yeah. So they uh they went with what they pinned as the uh, best games of this generation. Uh, top of the list is Ghost of Tsushima. Now it's not really a huge discount, but uh, it's at forty four dollars right now. Uh, they have. Wasn't F1. it normally sixty? 
Uh, I think yeah. it retails, yeah, sixty or fifty right now. I'm not really that's sure. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it, whatever, six bucks. It's still a discount. Right. Kind of deal, especially since the game is like what the five, four or five months old. I don't remember. You know, it's pretty new, so it's still a discount. Uh, they have mm. F1 2020 uh, for $39. Uh, Witcher 3, that seems to always be on the list and mm-hmm. it will be forever. Yep. Uh, it's at $9. It'll be there until you finish it. Witcher Except 3 is at $9. So forever. I haven't played it. Hey, I, haven't I, played it. <laughs> I just haven't done the side quest. Dude, I'm still in Velen doing side quests and I haven't played since uh, Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn released. Yeah. I love that game. Yes, yes, <laughs> ma'am. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is $35 right now. Ooh. Monster Hunter I World. I highly recommend that one. Yeah, I, 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 I get it. Wasn't it free at some point? Somewhere? I don't remember. Or re- highly discounted. I don't remember. It was discounted on Epic. Well, it was on Epic, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I missed the chance. Um, they have Monster Hunter World for $14. It is not the complete edition, though. Yeah, that is a deal. Uh, Final Fantasy 14 Complete Edition. They have it for twenty six dollars. That's half, wow. half off, and that is the complete. That's yeah, everything that's... up to Shadowbringers. Mm-hmm. If you want, if you even have an idea, hmm, I think I might want to try yeah, Final I'm Fantasy 14. Sure this is the time. It. Yeah, that's the sure best deal out of all of them. It seems. Damn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you have Dragon Quest Inquisition for seven dollars. Uh, and then lastly, they have Metal Gear Solid Five: The Definitive Experience for four dollars. Wait, did you say Dragon Quest Inquisition? Dragon Age. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm like, wait, <laughs> what? My bad. That's a new game. How did I yeah. hear this? <laughs> no, 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 yeah, and they have it only for seven dollars. No, my bad. It was Dragon Age Inquisition. Okay, that uh, makes sense for why it's seven dollars. Yeah. yeah, and then if you didn't catch that, the last one, it was uh, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Definitive Experience. Uh, for only four bucks. All right. Wait, four bucks? Yeah, everything. Uh, this is Eurogamer. And they had everything in euros or in pounds. So I had to. Maybe I'm wrong. Holy shit! I had to do the conversion. God damn it! It's okay. give or take. As much as <clears throat> who cares? Konami yeah. is just I mean, I... selling the corpse of Kojima's baby he raised through all these years. <laughs> at this point, well, listen, it, 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 it's still it's three nineteen. It's three Jesus fucking Christ, three pounds and nineteen whatever the fuck their changes. Get a grip, like Jeff. Get bucks? a grip. I'm just trying, man. I'm trying. <laughs> That's a good deal for it. The game. It's still good. It's good. Cheap. Yeah. What? What? It's like the only one I haven't played. You should. <clears throat> it's the last deals? one with Kojima. Yeah, what is it, Tommy? Where were these deals again? Uh, PSN. PSN. Okay, that's what I thought. All right. Oh, okay. Well, oh, never mind. Never mind, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a PlayStation. No, I'm a, I'm a PC. We're gamer. adults. Uh, oh, shut well, the fuck I up, have. So oh, shut up. <laughs> Bitch. Uh. Lapid, I only I'm play on PC. I'm gonna be playing Final Fantasy for half the cost while you're sitting there laughing. I already owned it. Well, and you paid too much for it, so whatever. <laughs> all right, children. All right, <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk about. You, let, let's talk about near replicants. Yeah, yeah, fuck you too. Let's talk. <laughs> 
Let's talk about the near replicant version one two three four eight four eight four into with whatever. No, uh, the uh, version version one point two two four seven four four eight seven one three nine. That's it. Right yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I am super excited about this though. Um, it even is coming with a special edition called a not. It's not called the Snow White edition. Damn it! It's called the White Snow edition. Um, and this White Snow edition looks pretty fucking awesome. Uh, I'm gonna be getting this one, I think. Um, Is it a a new game or a re-release? It's a re-release of the original Nier. Yep. Okay. And it's been, yeah, it's it's been kind of updated. It's not really, it falls somewhere between remaster and remake. Um, they call it just an upgrade. Uh, I've never played the original, so I'm really excited for this. I love, um... Near Automata, and I'm super excited for this. The uh, snow, ugh, the White Snow Edition comes with a special soundtrack, and I'm always stoked to get soundtracks for any of these JRPGs because one of my favorite part of a JRPG is a fucking awesome soundtrack. And that's mm-hmm. that's something they're famous for. Yeah. The um the White Snow Edition also comes with a dynamic theme. Av- uh, avatar set and a mini digital soundtrack for PS4, a mini digital soundtrack for Xbox One, and if you get the Steam version, version, it comes with a mini digital soundtrack and a wallpaper collection. So it you also, might, um, sorry, um, if you have more to say, sorry. Oh, it also comes with um, some art books, a script set, a steelbook case. Uh, a collector's box and some Grimoire uh, pin set, and it will be available on April twenty third. I've never played uh, this game. Twenty second, if you're in Japan. Mm. For yes, <laughs> you've never played. What? Have you played uh, Drakengard? No, yeah, I this haven't. Yeah, it's a spinoff from Drakengard. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's actually a Drakengard <laughs> spinoff. Um, if it's, you don't it's have spinoff of the bad thing, it's weird. <laughs> If you don't have near, I definitely, definitely encourage you to try it. It's, it's, it's fucking phenomenal. All right. What, what kind of game? Like it? Action RPG? Um, it's, it's an action JRPG. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and um, the art on it seems phenomenal. So, something I'll probably definitely check out. Uh, There's upstairs in there, isn't it? I mean that's the important part. Say right? again. Yep. There's upskirts in the game, right? I mean that's oh the important part. Of the game. Uh, yes. I don't think there, there is in this one. Uh, Not okay. Reincarnation. And oh, we're, we're talking sorry. about um the first one though. Automata. Yeah. Yeah. That's literally a, a trophy. Jaff oh, yeah, coming in with fan service. That's that's the <laughs> first thing Jaff's got to think of. Your clothing off and just see her underwear. You're welcome for my service. Is it available on Steam? Uh. Yes. I believe so. Yeah. Um, could could you type in the name of the first one in the chat at some point? I'll check it out. This is the first one. That's the uh, replicant is the updated so remaster. Automata okay. is the second one that's on Steam. Here, All just, right, so just, it's near. Just yeah, just just plug near, that yeah. in Steam. You'll find it. Okay, cool. Yay, new game. 
<laughs> yeah, super recommend. It's awesome. It's also um, one of those JRPG types that's kind of chrono triggery, can go a million different ways, and I always love those too. Oh my that. god, I yeah. love chrono trigger. My favorite. Is this the kind of game where I should wait for this re-release and play no. it before? Automata? No, 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 no. 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 You, I so Automata was my first one. I haven't even played any of the Dragon Guard, and I feel like there's oh, nothing fantastic. lost. And I'm one of those people that really tr likes to get the originals in first but just the way this universe works there's uh are you familiar with the shinara series mm-hmm nope uh, okay well it's it's I there's am. there's basically there's with this there's nothing lost in being able to just kind of jump in in certain areas and you can definitely play this without having played any of the other games and you'll do just fine and that's coming from someone who's pretty neurotic about wanting to play the original games first yeah, so the original ones are Drakengard. The near is a the near series is a spinoff from one of the endings in Drakengard three. Three is three, or is it the original? I don't, I don't, I can't remember. But uh, the near Gasalt or near replicant, the original near, happens. I think like a thousand years before near Automata. There's just like very a few lore throwbacks, and that's about it. Okay, so, you're so not near really, you're not required. Yep. Near Atama is 1999 on Steam right now. 50% off. And and you can get Replicant for 59.99 pre-order. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it yeah. comes out next April. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. All right. So it looks like the next thing, um, a World of Warcraft bug, is reverting some players' characters. That sounds ominous. <clears throat> Oh it's, my it's, fucking it's god. by 10 years. It's <gasps> referring them by 10 years. No way. No what? Way. I was like, I was kind of like, yeah. oh, that kind of sucks. Lose a few days. T what? Oh, that's bad. I am scared bad. to log in. Oh, no. Characters. Oh, dude. Dear. I'm not logging in. Fuck that. I'd be what so is this? Game. Isn't it only restricted to the one server, though? Ooh, which server is it? Do we know? Um, I'm not... I'm not sure. I'm pretty but... sure it was just one server that was affected. It started with a K, and they recently were uh, merging with another server. Could be. Knowing my luck, it's <clears throat> my server. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, it was starting to be reported all across their forums, and I just appreciate the uh, the the characters that they gave as an example. Um, one of the players said that he had a new level 81 Death Knight character named Vagina, which is just, you know, a 10-year-old right. version of his actual renamed Bad Season. So, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so it's just different. It's not like all of the characters per account. It was just a few various characters. It's so, the Cadgar server. Cadgar? Yep. Fucking Cadgar oh messing with gosh. time. All that that's what he does. It makes sense. He's like, nope, Cataclysm was a huge mistake. We're gonna try and fix that. Uh do we know if Blizzard has done anything in reparations? <clears throat> nah, they fixed them. They just fixed oh, the good. Um good. they still had at the the current day characters were not deleted. They just had to re update the accounts and get them set back up. Yeah, but it was my like, experience with Blizzard has not been that great when they fuck up. And even some, uh, even some of the characters that weren't reverted were just in completely different locations. So a lot of stuff got messed up with these. Uh... 
with these changes that they're trying to implement their server consolidation. That's a lot yeah. of nerd rage. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, it would be. Yeah. But knowing that it's just Khadgar, hmm. my shaman is safe. <laughs> yeah, same. My shit's safe, hmm. too. So a Yakuza live-action movie has been announced by Sega. <clears throat> yeah, so Yakuza is one of the more popular running action games by Sega. Highly recommend it. Um, and so uh, apparently they decided to hop on the Netflix bandwagon, except they're just going to make their own movie. Um, it's being produced by, I don't know if it's supposed to be 1,212, 1212, or 1212, but it's those numbers, entertainment, and then wild sheep content. Uh, Eric, Bar Eric Barmack, Roberto Grande, and uh, Joshua Long are set to produce the film. So they're currently looking for writers. They have, you know, what they want planned out, and the deal was just greenlit. Should be interesting. Those games have a reputation for being a little ridiculous. Yeah. Um, like a Dragon is coming out soon, so this is just kind of piggybacking onto that. Well, it's coming out soon here in the West, so it's just kind of piggybacking on that release since people love their video game movies and anime and CGI cartoons or now. They apparently. think they as long do. As it wasn't Double Dragon. <clears throat> as or long Mario as it's not Brothers. a Netflix live adaptation, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Better than the Mario Brothers movie. God damn. Which is ironic, because they make a lot of good Netflix original anime if they just stop there. Yeah. With the live but, uh, action shit. Yeah, they just need to stop. They just need to stop with introducing real people, and they're good. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so Barmac is an executive within Wild Sheep. Uh, they've worked on the movies Quicksand, Sacred Games, and The Rain. I personally have not even heard of those. Uh, but uh, 12, 12, 1, 2, 1, 2, Entertainment, whatever. Um, it was one of the production companies on uh, the movie from last year, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. So, mm. I mean, they have worked on some recent stuff. So, I still need to see that. It was just as terrifying as you would have imagined if you were watching it when you were 12. Excellent. Yes. So let's talk about Amazon Luna. Who knows about Amazon oh. Luna and their late game attempt at cloud-based consoling? Well, if uh, anyone has the network capacity for a cloud gaming service, it's Amazon. Hmm. Uh, for what I, I mean, I didn't, I never got into it too much, but from what I heard, Stadia did not do very well. Stadia did not have a good launch. No. Yeah. Yeah, its launch was pretty bad. I've heard otherwise that it's a decent service. If you yeah, don't have like a bandwidth out. cap, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so what do you guys think? Then you have a lot more know-how in that area than I do, because I've never messed with Stadia or anything like that. What do you guys think about this Amazon Luna? Um, I I think they they definitely have a chance for it. Uh, they have a whole bunch of other random services. You have Amazon Prime. They also have their Fire TV. So they kind of have the framework and set up for this. It's just gonna you know, require the user to have a good internet connection, essentially, mm -hmm. or something mm -hmm. decent, at least. Um, yeah. But they're calling it the Luna Plus game channel, so it might just play through Fire, and you have a controller that connects to it. So, oh, okay, yeah. I don't know. Um, it is launching with Resident Evil 7, Control, A Plague Tale, Innocence, Ukulele, and The Impossible Lair. 
Um, yeah. It is a subscription-based service, so five ninety-nine per month so far for what will, what will supposedly be four K and sixty frames per second. Nice. So it'll also let you play on two devices simultaneously, apparently. So I don't know. That at all. <laughs> um, I also they also announced in conjunction with this that there'll be a Ubisoft game channel on it. Um, we'll be giving subscribers access to Ubisoft games on the day and date they launch. So that's uh, kind of neat. It says it I'm has not sure. Assassin's Creed Valhalla here on its list of games and Control, well, oh. Watch Dogs Legion, a bunch of big titles. So Well, yeah, it's just giving you the Ubisoft access pass right with it. So did, that's, did we put on huh? here somewhere the rumor about Sony buying Ubisoft? I've not heard uh, about no. that. Oh, Where did I fucking see <clears throat> Can Sony afford Ubisoft? Hold on. We just talked about this last week, and they have like five billion, oh not seventy God. billion. So Microsoft buys Bethesda, and then Sony's like, "I'll buy Ubisoft." What the fuck? Okay, so I'm sure these things were in work more than just a reaction like that. <laughs> Well, yeah, but still, the timeline, that's crazy. So, yeah, right now it looks like, I must have seen some sort of, there's rumors about them positioning to because they basically need to, but there's, like you said, a lot of argument over, like, can they afford to do that, though? So, but it's yeah. in, it's, there are rumor mills about it. So, that would be something, though, if they, if they, um, kind of, or uh, if they replied to that purchase of uh, Bethesda with buying Ubisoft. Um, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know if Ubisoft would go for much less, if less, than Bethesda. They do have a lot of mm-hmm. Ubisoft like, well has known franchises more that Maybe... I can name off the top of my head than Bethesda. What if they just well, like Bethesda has a ton of studios. Ubisoft has just like Ubisoft. All right. Just different name Ubisoft Studios. I, I wonder if they could like position to just like contract them as a second party developer or something. Maybe that like exclusively uh, only makes games for that. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll, yeah, we'll keep track on where like that a goes. Poor financial decision. Yeah. We'll <laughs> keep. This, uh, we'll keep everyone updated. This Amazon Luna thing kind of reminds me of the Nvidia Shield like game stream. Hmm. It, it seems well, Shield was different. Like Shield, you, you could you could stream games that you already purchased from any service, yeah. Right. Theoretically, and then some people like Activision Blizzard, like Nah, fam. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I've had to um, go certain ways about it to get certain games to play. But anyways, just so sitting here in our next article for Final Fantasy, I'm just like, oh, Shiva Ice Mama. <laughs> Yep, so our next thing, we got some Final Fantasy <laughs> updates, and I actually pulled some of the uh, ones further down the list. I noticed we have two updates on Final Fantasy 16, so I'm just listing them both here. One, um, we have some reports that Final Fantasy 16 is closer than people may think, and they're targeting an M rating. So um, just by looking at what they had compared to what they showed when they started showing 15, it's not a huge surprise to me um, that they're pretty far along. Um, reportedly, though, they, it has been in development for four full years. Um, so it's That's probably going to – here's my lineup. This is my personal theory. I mentioned this in one of my posts, um, but this is my kind of official theory is that I think we're probably going to see next spring – 
Final Fantasy VII is going to open up, uh, get rid of its exclusivity, and it's going to be released for PC and Xbox and everything. And then it's also going to have some special editions coming out and maybe some DLC so that they can try and resell it to some people on PS4. And they're going to try and get it on PS5 and the new gens and all of that. And at that same time, in that same kind of era, is when I'm expecting to see the release of Final Fantasy 16 as a PS5 exclusive. That way, they kind of try and send that power of, hey, a re-release of Final Fantasy 7 with extra DLC, the special edition, and Final Fantasy 16. Both things you can only get for PS5 right now to try and do that partnership. Then we'll probably going to um, see them coming out next summer with the next expansion to uh, Final Fantasy XIV and going on from there. But I think next year we're going to see uh, quite a bit of release from Final Fantasy. Um, that's my theory on I'm, it anyways. I'm just kind of sad because the reports of it apparently being in work for four years means that Natsuko Ishikawa, who, wrote, who was the... <coughs> the uh, main scenario writer for Shadowbringers probably did not have much input onto the story for 16 because but, she did a fucking phenomenal job. Jesus and, Christ. And I understand, but this goes into the second part, is apparently they're targeting an M rating similar to what they were going after with uh, Final Fantasy Type O, and there's a lot of similar cast writing with uh, Type O, so I'm hoping if we get a very Type O feel, because Type O is probably my favorite non-mainline Final Fantasy game. It is an immensely powerful game. Um, it definitely earned its mature rating, too. But as soon as I saw that blood splatter in that trailer, I was like, oh, this is going to be like a... Poor kid. I'm like, this is... But my first instinct was, this is going to be a Type O-like game. Because that was... There is, you know, similar scenes in the very opening cutscenes in Type O of just blood splatter everywhere. And you're like, holy shit, there's blood on chocobos this is final fantasy and there's gory and bloody and i fucking love it it's fucking awesome <laughs> i am super i am super stoked and i have so i was arguing before that they should go on with a second line and continue ones like type o that are a mature rating but if they want to turn the main line series into a more mature audience i'm totally cool with that too and i get the arguments against it but like I'm sorry, I'm well, selfish on this one. I'm all about the rated M Final Fantasy games. Well, that, well if you that, think that, back to like, go 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 ahead, Doc. We're we're the we're the people that grew up with with Final Fantasy. Like, exactly. So we it's want, like it it belongs to, to us. Like, and we are mature now, right? That's yeah, selfish, we're but that now. sure we're mature. Exactly. <laughs> mature enough. That's not the point. And a lot of it's really not actually that different from the classic games. It's just that with upgraded graphics and technology, it's kind of more obvious what's going on. You know what I mean? <clears throat> but I'm hopeful. Um, I'm I'm going to keep everyone updated. But yeah, it straight up says they're targeting a mature uh, age rating. And well, like with, I said, just with that blood, that's... With how it's... The, the main development team for 14, like, those are not, those are some pretty mature storylines they have running through there, especially especially from um, Heavensward and on. Mm -hmm. So it's not too surprising that they would be aiming for maybe a more mature audience, 
So, I mean, they saw how well Shadowbringers and everything mm, else went over. Exactly. So just by targeting oh, that sort of style, that's dude, sort of, that sort of level of writing. Could you imagine if they transitioned 14 into an M rating? I don't... That would be dope. Like, imagine, like, Shadowbringers with an M rating, though. The MMO? I don't need Lala Fells in bikinis, dude. I do not Jesus. need that. Really, dude? Lala <laughs> God damn it, Dustin. Of course, that's where <laughs> that's he goes. Because... I don't need them in bikinis, man. I don't need it, because that's exactly where stuff goes when it turns They're... M in Japan. They're just midgets. <laughs> it, it gets lewd. <laughs> yeah, but they look like children, Thor. They look they like look midgets. Like they look like lawn gnomes. <laughs> that, yeah, more like gnomes. Somewhere between gnome and midget. I don't think we're supposed to this, say this midget. This got weird them. real fast. Isn't it a gnome? I, I picked yeah. that uh, it's, class. It's like their version of a gnome. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, I, picked, yeah. I picked that race whenever I made mine. I, I have one that I roleplay sometimes, because sometimes I go on there and I just want to listen to the background music. So I have one, um, and it's just named Potato, and it's dressed in, like, brown and green garbs, and I have them go and sit down in the potato stalls. I just role play, and no. I have I have the little role play icon over my head, so it says that I'm role playing, and then I just sit down there. My name is literally Small Potato Role Playing in the Potato Patch, and I just let my character sit there while I listen to background music and do other shit. You do know you can just get the entire Final Fantasy XIV soundtrack on Spotify, right? I know I have it, but this okay. is but this is fun. This is also amusing. <laughs> I no, I have some people like to eat potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, so, I mean, some of the fucking comments, like it's it's just a lot of fun. Anyways, um, again, you if you don't have highlights of the comments and read them if, off next week, if you guys ever want to try Final Fantasy XIV, if you haven't, totally right now is the time too. It's cheap as shit. Mm -hmm. So speaking of games and prices, though, all right, guys, let's fucking talk about this seventy dollar price change thing um cool if they, gave, if they released Christ. complete games or if maybe purchasing a digital version gave you a slight <laughs> discount yeah what i think but, it uh, ought to ch i think it ought to make a straight up change what i would like to see is 70 dollars for a disc game and $50 to download it because I remember the reason why it went from $50 to $60. Does anyone else remember when that happened? Mm-mm. No. The PS2 it was, uh, era. It was PS... It was PS3. Sorry, PS3 era. Um, yeah. and it's because they started putting them on Blu-rays. So it's, it's all uh, about... Um, you know, and that's why it's so much more expensive for the physical edition. And if they're going to go ahead and make a difference in the cost in the physical and digital edition of the console, why not just be like $70 for a physical game, $50 to download a digital? I don't see anything wrong with that, especially because technology is expanded. It's probably more expensive to make some of those Blu-rays, especially because they're not being produced as much with the supply and demand since so much is happening digitally. But there's got to be some give and take at least, like Doc said, if you are up in the price, then, like, we better get back fighting games where you unlock characters. I'm fine with buying super off-the-wall weird characters, but, like, not being able to unlock the standard characters that have already always been in the game and having to buy them instead, even with the season pass, that's, that's gross. You know what I mean? But 
if we're talking $70 for the game, and now we're back to this, we can unlock characters, and I'm not saying no DLC, but there's a place for it, you know what I mean? I've always believed that DLC's best place is as total cosmetic. It should never lock, uh, should never lock story, and it should only lock characters if those characters are super uncanonized to the franchise. That's my opinion. I like, I, I also like DLC that's of, like, substance. Like, uh, I got the Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, DLC, Frozen Wilds, and it's, it's amazing. If the, see, like, if it gets into the area like of, like, that. an expansion, you know what I mean? When I say no locking story, I mean, like, you know, there's ten different $3 episodes that you buy, you know what I mean? But if it's, like, $15 for an expansion where you get an extra 50 hours of gameplay, that's totally cool, too. Yeah. See, and I'm honestly mostly okay with this just because it's becoming way more expensive to produce these yeah. like it comes off it comes off as kind of being an asshole saying hey games are just more expensive so we need to charge you mm-hmm. more but it's just something that happens yeah um and, uh, and especially I've been... especially when you're getting to like the point where you're having to put a lot more work and just like texture detail mm-hmm. that's a lot of artist hours there it's a lot of time to make it through um games like marvel's avengers which i bought even though it was a games as a service thing which i probably shouldn't have bought it right away um other games like that, games as a service, those probably should mm-hmm. not be seventy dollars because those are planned to have yeah. more content come out as the game well, goes on. It's planned think, that way. I think that's part of it because they said that the games are going to range from fifty to seventy dollars, so there will be. They're not all going to be seventy dollars, um, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's not that. I don't. I'm not surprised. I'm surprised that they haven't moved from sixty to seventy standard earlier, but. It's just like a generation thing that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, new tech, new prices, new costs. Well, and and what, what, I, what I always told people is the reason yeah. that it hadn't sooner is because what they were doing with all the DLCs and microtransactions, that's what was staving away the beast of $70 games. But it it's never oh, been sorry. preventing it. It's just been kind of keeping it at bay for a little while. You're so still going to have all it comes. stuff in the games. Oh, yeah. It's just going to be a $70 game now instead. Yeah. But but like you said, but, technology uh, yeah. evolves. It takes more, straight up more manpower to actually make these games, and that's just I, I don't know the way it works. Yep. So. But uh, I wish we'd life. see more like double A games coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, more indie games. Like uh, se- uh, what is that? Senua sacrifice. Senua Senua sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was touted as a double A game, and it had the lower price point of forty dollars, and. It looks good. It played great. It was about the length of time you'd expect for a game like that. Um, that's just something more developers need to do is realize, like, hey, we can charge less for not as much of a game, but still put out a good product. Yeah. That's just something they need to take into and try instead of always trying to create these giant blockbusters. Mm-hmm. There is another, there are multiple paths they can take. So, yeah. Let's just take I'm, advantage of it. I'm still scarred that uh, back in like 1996, I paid $90 for Killer Instinct Gold. For N64. Yeah. So, uh, and that yeah. was just how much they were. Yep. They were expensive <laughs> as fuck back then. Yeah. How much was Fucking it? Fucking $90, dude, for a cartridge. And the game was yeah. so pixelated. <laughs> I remember that shit. I, I, re- I remember getting a uh, Sega Genesis for, for my quote birthday when I was younger. And uh, going back and looking at how much those stuff. How many? How much consoles sold for back then? It was like five hundred dollars back in the early nineties. Really? Things are, 
Yeah. No, I, I remember paying. No, I remember paying uh two fifty for the uh for the Super NES with Super Mario World and two controllers. And I remember because I actually opened up a small business to make money for it. Uh, I was sell- no, seriously, I was like baking cookies and shit and selling them around the neighborhood. And that's how I paid for it. Yeah, huh. but uh, yeah, but you, you're not wrong. They were still they were still pretty high up for the for, for the technology back then. Of course, I didn't get it like you know brand new. I mean, not brand new, but at the time that it came out, I got it like maybe a year or two later. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what I did to get my shit. Alright, so it looks like the next thing on our list, uh, RuneScape is coming to Steam. So this is actually pretty big news. <laughs> yeah, no, this is this is huge news. Um, I mean, I don't know. Okay, I, I guess I'm kind of excited. I like achievements and stuff, so I get I get the achievements and I get the community tab, but I don't see a Steam huge, huge poll. I don't see, just don't see the huge, because, yeah, I don't know. The fuck? Um, because people like to play their stuff through one storefront. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't Is know. it RuneScape I... a browser game? Uh, Not necessarily. It was a it long time be. ago. It can't yeah, be anymore. Yeah, I haven't played in a long time. If you oh, it's not anymore? <laughs> no, it runs on an, an, an uh, NXT engine. Um, hmm. But um, it started as a browser game, but no, it's come a long ways, well, and I'm excited that it's going on Steam because I think it'll help boost the community and get a lot more people playing. Oh, it again. absolutely will. And uh, I mean, this... go ahead. Um, Fantasy Star 2's player base, uh, online 2's player base, jumped up about 75% once it was also released on Steam, as opposed to just mm-hmm. the Microsoft Store. So yeah. more platforms equals just more players. Doesn't matter how long it's been out or yeah. what. That's just. There's just more people who now come across and see it. A lot of people mm-hmm. will install and try it. People will have nostalgia and install and try it. And maybe stick with it. That's what they're hoping for, really. Yep. And this is just um, one in a probably a lot of big steps because they just got reacquired again. Jagex did by another new company, and they said there there was going to be some big changes in the works. Um, there were even hinting rumors, apparently, at the possibility of it being released for consoles as well. Which is something that people have been wondering and wishing for since pff, shit, since since you know, like 2007. Dude, targeting item piles would suck. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how they would. I don't know how they would go about it, but they do successfully with the phone version and putting it on a PlayStation or an Xbox. The controls for that couldn't be any more complex than the controls on my fucking smartphone playing it. So. Right. So I'm looking at the trailer for RuneScape, and I played RuneScape a long time ago. This mm-hmm. is not the same game. <laughs> no, so there's RuneScape Classic, which was the very first one, um, and then it was the next one, RuneScape 2, basically, or the 2007 version, which is what they now call Old School RuneScape, and there's actually still an official Old School RuneScape server around, um, but what's colloquially mostly referred to as RuneScape now is RuneScape 3. The RuneScape okay. Classic yeah, has no more official servers, unfortunately. Would my character still exist in the new RuneScape? Yes. That's hilarious. Maybe RuneScape will do something like World of Warcraft did and make a vanilla version. Because 
I started playing. There is one. Had to when you had to pick a class. Yeah, it's just old school RuneScape. Is that vanilla thing? Oh, I, th I thought he said the servers weren't available for it anymore. Not for classic, but for old school. Yeah. And that's the same thing? No. 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 No, hold on. <laughs> Sorry. I'll, uh, if, we, if you look on the uh, Discord chat real quick. This is RuneScape Classic. Oh, I thought it was the uh, my stepmom. Uh, okay, I was gonna say. <laughs> no, nope, uh, that was that art. That was a fucking advertisement. I'm like, god damn it. Watch Link Fantasy so, Star Online. Yeah, the, one, the one under Fantasy Star. That's just Star. another article for that okay. section. That's classic. Okay, that's classic RuneScape. Yeah. That's where. That's where. Two and Destin a half dimension graphics. Two and a half D. That looks familiar. Um, Whereas the plugin that I still haven't played this shit. <laughs> you haven't played RuneScape. Nope. Whereas this is I mean, uh, old school RuneScape. There's a bunch of shit that I haven't played so. But um, Looks yeah, less so like a mud and more like a high school project. Um, <laughs> a lot of a lot of changes coming down the road. For RuneScape. Okay. Uh... Yeah, I think classic is what I used to play. Like I, I played RuneScape before I lived in America. Yeah, Canadians. You didn't? Oh, you're Canadian. Oh my God, we got a snow Mexican here. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> a snow so, Mexican. That's okay. We have a regular Mexican that's, too. Jack can <laughs> say that. You can't. So you, <laughs> I thought you were Puerto Rican. Yes, sweetheart. I call all Latinos Mexican, so. Damn, For if some you reason. were Latino, that would be really offensive. Oh my god, Latin, Latinx, <laughs> whatever the hell they're called. That. Oh, okay, yeah, that's what the politics. talk about that. <laughs> so Spotify, politics. Epic Games, and Match Group have allied to take on Apple. Uh, yeah, and it's really poor timing on their part. <laughs> yeah, at the same time, it says Fortnite is unlikely to return to iPhone soon, as a judge points out Epic's lies. Ooh. Yeah, so a bunch of the other app developing groups, Match Group, they do like Tinder, Match.com, dating apps, uh, Spotify, you know, the popular music streaming. I don't know what Spotify has the game in this, uh, but they're in on it now. I was surprised um, to see the name on there. Yeah, like, I was too. What the fuck? They, they were one of the first groups to back Epic in this, and um, it seems really weird that they're continuing to back this, even though Epic was trying to to get away and distance themselves from these other groups and say, hey, no, give us special treatment. Fuck the other guys. So it's still kind of weird to see this. I don't know if they even know what they're doing anymore. But yeah, so Epic has a few other development groups on their side. Um, but yeah, so they're accusing Apple. They have, what is it? Um, they have a new nonprofit, the Coalition for App Fairness. This was announced Thursday, Jeez. and Spotify, Epic Games, and Match Group are three of the larger names on it. Um, and they are accusing Apple of crushing competition and stifling innovation with its App Store policy. Hmm. Uh, and they're they're and they're saying that because the fifteen to thirty percent commission is why on in-app payments and digital subscription, uh, they're accusing Apple that this accusing Apple 
and saying that this cuts into consumer purchasing power when really Apple can do what they want. It's their platform. If the companies were concerned about it, they could lower the costs and the consumers could get more. The companies would just have less of a profit. So the companies can do what they want, but it's just a losing battle that they're not going to win. Um, <laughs> they're also accusing Apple of restricting competition and also stealing ideas from competitors while limiting consumer freedom by exerting tight controls over the App Store ecosystem. So, I mean, like I've been saying from the beginning, time. yeah, but it's their App Store, it's their platform. It's it is their, their shit, ecosystem. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I mean, stealing ideas. Oh. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, does it everybody? That's literally everybody, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Spotify's the, not uh, the first music streaming service. Yeah. In, right. Insert the Simpsons. Uh, Stop it, he's already dead meme in here. Yeah. If if Epic can come up with their own operating system for a phone, then by all means, take all of the profit. But <laughs> at this point, like, come on, pick your battles. It's funny because um, they can yeah. probably just use the open source Android to make their phone operating system. Uh, which, which is what they do. They have a third-party download for Android, but Apple is the one they can't get past it with, which I think is what kind of prompted this whole attack on them. So, and, and I mean, it is one of the more secure the mobile operating systems for a reason. Uh -huh. Yeah. Not only the, uh, the hardware architecture of it makes it incredibly hard to do anything with, but just the amount of testing they force everything to go through before they release it into the wild. So that and it's not open source. So right. Yes, they you do have that option with Android. But, yeah. But yeah, and um, this this coalition happened right before uh, Epic got some bad news about their their lawsuit against Apple. Um, so. <laughs> kind of heading to where I thought it was and Epic was just trying to take a bite out of the big dog and are getting pissed on. Which it's... I find even more funny because Apple just kept saying, all right, just stop this nonsense. We'll put you back on the store. No big deal. And then Epic kept going and going and prodding and Apple started filing countersuits and releasing all this information that's now in public domain. That's just a big black mark across them. It seems like Epic is relying heavily on public outrage to get and their voice going. Apple doesn't have to care. No, they don't they care. so much money. That's why it backfired on them. Like, the amount of money they spent on doing the stupid animations and the events and everything they've done. Like, during that whole competition, there's a tournament on Fortnite where you could um, play for a certain amount of hours and you would get this... Uh, Tart Tycoon skin, which was a black and white moldy apple. Ha ha. But also, they were giving away a Nintendo Switch and all kinds of other things for people that did well in the competition. Like, the amount of money that they're spending on it is ridiculous to know that they're going to lose. Yeah, but uh, the judge presiding over these preliminary hearings said that Epic was dishonest in its approach and lied about sneaking in its alternative payment system inside the app, which did trigger the initial Apple ban, which also triggered the initial ban from the Google Play Store itself outside of, you know, secondary storefronts you could get on various uh, Android devices. Um, right. This is leading towards it seeming Epic will not 
get a preliminary injunction against Apple, and that this case will probably be a landmark case, according to the judge, and that she would prefer it be tried in front of a jury. So, yeah, that tournament, by the way, it was called the Free Fortnite Cup. I forgot what it was yeah, called. Well, all they've accomplished is locking it up further inside of a, a prison. So, yeah, lost money. Like, I don't, it's dumb. I don't see it going well. So, whatever. All right. So, yeah, well. <laughs> Call of Duty Warzone Zombies seemingly leaked via audio recordings. This is going to be a Halloween thing, I bet. Oh, yeah. That'd Super nice. stoked. That'd be awesome. Like they did with uh, Apex last year? That was pretty fun. I don't know if you guys got to play it. I didn't play Apex very much. Yeah, you um, you would jump in, and every, the whole map was at night. Uh, usual rules. You fall in, you start looting. Uh, as, soon as, you, as soon as you died, uh, you spawned back as um i don't remember what they called them some kind of race you had really low health but you had like super speed you could climb up walls infinitely uh and then you could hmm. pretty much kill anybody with like two strikes it was it was really fun that and then if you neat. if you actually yeah if you actually won you uh you got a legendary skin for hmm. one of the like machine guns the devotion it was it was pretty intense it was fun i'm guessing it's just a uh, temporary event it would be then yeah, probably. Was, but yeah, that one was temporary. Yeah. Um, war zones might not be. Who knows? Because uh, in the not the most recent recent patch that happened with the launch of season six, but the patch prior, a whole bunch of war zone specific zombie audio files were data mined, um, and you can actually find them online to hear them talking about how zombies are immune to the gas and whatnot stuff like that so uh, it's definitely a lot of work for this to be in the game and not actually go anywhere so that's kind of like a that'd be a huge change for what warzone currently is did they have something well, i don't know i only played the mobile version but in, in the mobile version um of the battle royale they actually have zombies in the game i think warzone one of the no, 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 not Warzone. Uh, whatever, the Call of Duty mobile game. It has a battle yeah. royale. And uh, one of the classes that you pick, um, it throws like this little toy clown that starts playing salsa music. And uh, it attracts zombies, you know, to distract other players and to attack them. But there are certain zones where um, there's actually zombies, and then you kill the zombies and get loot and all that shit. I didn't know there were zombies in the. I didn't know the mobile one had a Warzone battle royale thing. Well, it's not Warzone. It's just a battle royale. It's it's more based. I think it's actually the Black Ops Four version of the battle royale. Oh, obviously, it, yeah. It's okay. actually, obviously, it's not as polished, but you know, it works. Hmm. <clears throat> Popular enough, I guess, in China for that. So they're bringing it west to the big Warzone. So Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid 2, and more Konami classics released for PC, as alluded to previously. Yeah, so Metal Gear Solid MGS2, um, we talked about MGS5, these are obviously its ancestors. Uh, 
they are kind of dated. They're not remasters or anything, but this will be the first time they're coming to PC in a long, long time, and they actually work this time. So, yeah, they're also <laughs> amazing games. Yes. So this includes the original uh, Super Nintendo. Is it Super? Yeah, Nintendo original SNES title Metal Gear, which is like a top-down action stealth game. Mm-hmm. Metal Gear Solid from the PS1 and Metal Gear Solid 2 from Substance uh, specifically. Uh, that is the GameCube remake. Um, they are available on GOG.com. Um, uh, they can be yeah. purchased separate. Yes. Subsistence is the specifically Xbox remake. Is it the Xbox one? What was the... Uh... Uh, Twin Snakes was the one for... GameCube. GameCube. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I remember now. Um, but yeah, these are can be purchased separately or as a bundle, but there's also a bundle with the Konami Collector series, which is also Castlevania Contra, which is Castlevania, Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest, Castlevania 3, Dracula's Curse, Contra, and Super Contra. So it's a it's a huge bundle of pretty nostalgic classic games that you can get wow. on GOG. So nice. Uh, I do love the Contra games, so I'll probably mm-hmm. pick this up at some point. I love Contra too. And a good Castlevania. I don't have to call oh, it Metroidvania. Yeah. It's always fun. So Destiny two. Pl- so Destiny two players will need to re-download the full game when Beyond Light goes live. Wow. I got Destiny 2 through Blizzard whenever it was free, and I honestly don't know how to get it now because I never Steam. downloaded it. It's also just Steam. free. It's yeah, on it's Steam. Free. Oh, it's, it's free on, on it's Steam? It's free on Steam, yeah. Okay, well, that makes it's it better. It's definitely free everywhere. Uh, you just got to buy the whatever the recent DLC is. Hmm. You don't have to. You can play through the whole thing. Yeah. You just don't have anything to do otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, because the like the first two DLCs, oh my god, that was hot, hot garbage. Sorry. Continue. So, Doc, I believe this was yours. Oh, uh, what do we got? Destiny 2? Destiny 2. Oh. Yeah, they, for some reason, they think you have to re-download the whole game. I mean, I don't care too much. I've got a good internet connection, but it's a big game. And they're making it. They're, they're releasing a bunch of new content, so it's it's probably Is just it? going to be in the seventy to eighty gig range still. Mm. Yeah, they're so they're cutting it by thirty to forty percent size, which Call of Duty can take a lesson from. I was going to say it's not Call of Duty then. Activision hmm. fucking outgrew my SSD. God damn it! <laughs> That's a lot of SSD to use. I guess uh, I guess re-downloading it would be an easy way rather than having it try to delete thirty to forty percent of it. <laughs> yeah, it allows you. It, I'm kind of looking forward to it because it'll be a it'll be a fresh, clean install, and they are taking a lot out. And I'm sure they're yeah. also like installing a system, and it's probably easier to just push a fresh uh, application on everybody, and instead of trying to mm. program an update. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, this works for me since I was going to be playing it through the Xbox Games Pass since it comes out on, I think, November 10th, right? Is when uh, Beyond the Light? Maybe. But uh, I just know it, it's coming to Xbox Games Pass for subscribers, and that's where I was going to play it through. So works for me since I have to re-download it anyways now. 
I'm content with the Steam version. Yeah, but I don't have to buy the expansion this way. Oh, well, I guess you're going to miss it on that sweet, exclusive, pre-order bullshit exotic that I'm going to get. <laughs> Excellent. I'll get the drop in four months. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Quantic Dreams Fahrenheit, also known as Indigo Prophecy, is getting a 15th anniversary physical release on PS4. Oh my god, are you serious? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh are you god, uh, one game. of like the other two people who played Indigo Prophecy? <laughs> yes, yes I am. And I went through the whole fucking game and I loved it. My favorite part was the last fight scene where it looked like uh, you were watching Team America World Police, but, you know, whatever. The rest of the game was fantastic. <laughs> This is like the predecessor to all Quantic Dreams big games, like Beyond Souls, Heavy Rain. Um, yeah, Heavy did Rain. you just I, play I... Detroit Become Human, Tommy? Yes, I did. That game. Holy this is shit! Their first game. A roller coaster. God. God, you should uh, you should play Heavy Rain and watch your son drown multiple times. Yeah, no, I played Heavy Rain. Rain too. That shit is intense. <laughs> I, I got it from three yeah. when it was free on PSN, and I haven't touched it, but someday. Definitely play I mean, if you want to cry. If you don't just, if I mean, if you enjoy walking simulator, quick time event simulator, graphic novel, the game, it's definitely for you. They're fun. No, I got. I, um, I, there's a I whole like bunch of like game. secrets and stuff you can find in them. Five thousand different endings you can have. Okay. They're great. I'm great with any game that has a good ass story. Like for real, I I've played games that have better stories than movies I've seen, and that's. That's crazy to me. I can't believe they haven't made more movies based off games yet. I mean, I know there's a few, but... Yeah, but then they fuck them up. That's the problem. Some of them, yeah. I'm excited for the new season of The Witcher. Just want to throw that out there. Oh my god, me too. Here's (laughs) something you should be excited about, Tomi. The Last of Us tabletop game is coming soon. Tabletop? Yep. What? Fucking weird. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine how that would work out. But you know, I'm probably gonna look into it. Yeah, I, I hadn't heard right. anything about it until a couple of days ago. But yeah, apparently it is in the works and it will be out soon. Let me see if I can find the exact date again. If they even released, I don't think they released one. Let me check. Is that one of those uh, crowdfunding games or no? No, no. it's okay. official. It's totally official. Um, cool. I'm not Man, seeing a release date, just quote-unquote so soon. More news this holiday. Hmm. Yeah, it'll probably um, be a holiday thing. So it's apparently from tabletop game developer. That uh, technically would be the right term. Simon and uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment. Simon um, are the people who did create the God of War uh, board game as well as the Bloodborne card game. Like so, semen. No, semon. S uh, C M O N. Not even close to semen. Are you hungry, ma'am? No. Okay. Yay! I'm the first. I'm not the first one to get inebriated this time. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, <laughs> so a tabletop game that's different. <laughs> uh, do what do you do? Collect food. I, yeah, I have no idea. I think it's interesting though. It's, it'd make a good, uh, like I said, they're probably gonna, like you mentioned, they're probably going to roll it out around Christmas, and it'd make a great, if nothing else, novelty gift for any fan of the series. So, 
Yeah. Well, um, you know, if you want to get me anything for Christmas, y'all. You, you realize these games are like $300 for the box, right? Ooh. No, really? Yeah, no, they are. Yes. Like when I got the, when I got the Jesus. Dark Souls one, it cost me yeah. three hundred and fifty dollars. Like they're fan, like it's fantastic pewter like uh, miniatures and boss pieces and stuff, but they're not cheap. Like these tabletop games are hella expensive. Well, you know, there, there's four of you. This is, All right, I'm so what the four of you gonna, gonna get me? Far, okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'll get you something if you ask, Sasquatch. <laughs> I ask for nothing and expect nothing. Here, here. Hey, I can't be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to let you take the next title there, Sasquatch. Ah, great news, everybody. Nino Kuni, the fantastic uh, video game world created with the help of Studio Ghibli, is getting a new game. Nino Kuni, Cross Worlds. Unfortunately, it is a fucking mobile title. Ah, if. Um, I will play it. Uh, it it keeps everything the same art style and everything from what Studio Ghibli helped uh, create in the Nino Kuni universe, uh, universe. So I'm sure it'll be fine. It's just uh, uh, Cross Worlds is also just kind of departing from the the fantasy and doing more of a science fiction thing. So who knows? Hmm. Uh, you're, it's an isekai, essentially. You're in the real world called Ichi no Kuni. Literally translates to one country. Um, and you're beta testing a new virtual reality game called <laughs> Soul Diver. And you get taken into the world of Nino Kuni. So oh, what the, what the it's, it's fuck? Yeah, don't worry about this. Uh, you are the real world going and visiting this fake world that is now part of virtual reality. So <laughs> I feel like this is just completely been stolen from the latest art <laughs> of Sword Art Online. So, <laughs> oh, man. that's all I'm going to say. But, uh, yeah, I'll I'll try playing it. I'll give it a play. Um, it looks exactly like you'd expect from a Nino Kuni game, which, that's fine. It's on mobile. That's that's really good. Uh, it's still an open-world adventure game, but you, have, you still have your parties. It's turn-based strategy this time around. There's also a multiplayer versus, which is a three-on-three -three combat minigame. So, except you're not fighting each other, really. You're connect collecting higgledies. Hmm. So, who knows? Um, there's no formal release date for it yet. But uh, everything so far, um, especially the announcements in Japan, uh, leading up to this, and this this was from the Tokyo Game Show uh, last week, uh, that it'll probably be released out in Japan before the end of the year. Um, but there are officially released English and Chinese videos for this, officially for Nino Kuni Cross Worlds. So we'll probably get an English version sometime early next year. Nice. So if you're a fan of it, it's probably going to be worth checking out. Hmm. I know I will just... Because I can always use more Nino. Yeah. Goddamn mobile games <laughs> ruining my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> so collection of saga final fantasy legend yeah this is pretty neat announced during the tokyo game show not uh to be confused with final fantasy series no <laughs> no um the saga series is its own thing mm -hmm. um it's it, the first game was the final fantasy legend mm -hmm. and then it became saga so 
the names were kind of changed to stop it being confused with Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so this is it's for the 30th anniversary. We're getting a collection of all the first three games. So um, if you're into old school JRPGs, it plays very, very similar to the typical Final Fantasy game. So mm-hmm. it should be coming out later this year um, for Nintendo Switch. Um, it'll also Wait, kind of have Switch? like a... Yes. Mm. I don't I don't, I don't know what you expect either. from a Nintendo game. I don't know what I expect it either. <laughs> um, I need to just fucking play. buy a Switch. Really Same here. Um, it does, you really should. It is the best yeah. console I've ever owned. Uh, yeah, honestly. I, need a Switch. I really need a Switch and a DS so I can catch up on my Pokemons. <laughs> my sound system in my car mm. first. Hey, Thor, if you do end up getting a Switch and you get Pokemon, make sure you get Shield, because I have Swords, so we can trade. Oh, I have OCD so bad, I always end up getting both versions. (laughs) You know me. Well, either way. Yeah, I I mean, either way, I can hook you up, I'm just saying. Uh, Uh, Collection of Saga releases December 15th, later this year, via the Nintendo eShop, so it'll probably be overpriced, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, Thor, sir, mm-hmm. uh, I must make an exit because I need to mm. be up by 4.30 tomorrow. Do you have any other op- topics now. down the list anywhere? Uh, it was just one, and it's it's tomorrow. They're going to reveal at 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. Nintendo will reveal their new uh, DLC character for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Oh, that's the next However, topic anyway. Yeah. However... It seems that nobody has a clue to uh, who exactly it's going to be. Some people speculate. It'll be another it Fire be... Emblem character. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> they only have like the 19. Right. Fire Emblem <laughs> um, Smash Brothers. Yeah, some people think it might, might be somebody from Monster Hunter or whatever. I, but I saw an uh, article claiming it was going to be a character from Overwatch. Oh, really? Hmm. I didn't read the article, but that's what the headline said. Was it Kotaku? Don't it ever quick, read Kotaku. It was clickbait. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it was Kotaku. Um, it, it was just something that came across my Google feed. Mm. Ah, the cards, yeah. I find stuff there sometimes. <laughs> what have you been playing this week, Jeff? Or I since we've gl- last spoke? Yeah, I was about to say that. Uh, honestly, I haven't done anything new. I was just trying to complete the uh, Season 5 Battle Pass uh, from uh, Call of Duty, and mm. I ended up using like a thousand COD points <laughs> to buy the last eight freaking levels because. Hey, that's an entire season late. pass. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but I still, hey, I but I still. Play. Let me know. I need to get better at COD, anyways. We will. We will. Uh, mm. I've been playing with a few coworkers here and there, um, but now that everything's kind of stable at home, <laughs> I'll be able to play more at night. Um, it, but I still had enough uh, COD points left over to buy the new season pass, so I'll, okay. I'll start. I'll start saving again for the next one. <laughs> I've been I've been hopping on there recently, so if our times ever align, I will join you. Same, oh, yes, sir. Same. Provide yeah, you with man, some I free carries. I was guys, <laughs> hey, <laughs> you guys, we should start using because we're all in on the Discord over here. I made a little er- area in the slaughtering tribe. 
uh, server for Call of Duty. So just like put shoutouts in there if you're going on, and we can get together because I've been doing some Call of Duty too. Here, I'll. Uh... Yeah, right on. I'm still waiting on my um, new computer to be shipped here, but the computer I have right now will run it. I think. You're not a nerd. You don't build your own. What the fuck's wrong with you, girl? It's already. Sorry. I did build it actually. It's just in San Antonio. I'm just kidding. And apparently it costs a lot to ship something in anti-static. So. Uh, yeah, it does. Let me tell you, anti-static is expensive as fuck, and I deal with it every day. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. I don't want to hear this. I really don't. Goodness. All right, guys. Thank you for right. having me again. I'll see you all next all week. Later, Jeffrey. Later. All right. Do you just call him Jeffrey? Right. I call him Jeffrey every day. I've never heard that. That's because he usually texts, so you don't hear it. Mm. All right, Mr. Sasquatch <laughs> with the titles I can't fucking pronounce. You go ahead and take the next one. Hey, hey. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Oh, no, that's Hollow li Live VTuber. Okay, I, you don't know. I'm not going to try. All right. I'm just going to butcher it. Hollow Live VTubers Kiryu Koko and Akai Hato get a three-week suspension for mentioning Taiwan during a live stream. That's... This kind of departs from our typical gaming stuff. Um, they are VTubers. They are streamers. We did talk about streamers previously, so I figured it kind of fits. Oh, yeah. And it also, fits. we needed a title for our Fuck China segment anyways. Mm -hmm. So Fuck um, China. Hololive is a pretty pretty big online presence. They're all over YouTube. Um, they're As the picture in the article shows, they're just anime girl face masks used over different actors, voice actors, and they do, like, stream interactions, play games, they have interactions with each other. Hololive has expanded to English recently um, with their Hololive EN channel. EN? EN? Did I say EN? EN. Hololive yeah. English. They also have their typical Hololive, which is just Hololive, which is for the Japanese audience. They also have uh, Hololive CN for China. And, um... Two of them, the aforementioned uh, Kiryu Koko and Akai Hato, they've been suspended for a few weeks because in one of their streams, they mentioned uh, they were talking about their me their metrics, their viewer metrics, and they mentioned Taiwan. Wow. -wee. So um, <laughs> to quote why they were taken down for three weeks, uh, cover the people who manage Hololive CN in China, and I quote, guidelines and contractual obligations by divulging confidential information, which I guess could be talking about their, their viewer metrics. And they were also making, quote, making statements insensitive to certain nationalities. Wow. Apparently being Taiwanese is insulting to China. So <laughs> this is obviously for their big, huge one China policy they started enacting by their mm. um, literal military takeover of Hong, Hong Kong. Kong. Yeah, that's... I'm, yeah, uh, so... Uh, 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 okay. And uh, there's been a lot more stuff about this. There have been... Um, this also could have been something to kind of protect the voice actors themselves because they are based in China. And there there are Chinese nationalists. You have nationalists and everything. And there, there have been, there's been a lot of outrage and backlash to them from different Chinese peoples as well over this. So it's just a giant, giant mess. And it's just more censorship more forced censorship mm -hmm. from the uh, People's Republic of China. Wow. <clears throat> and this is just because, you know, their stance is that Taiwan belongs to mainland China, even though Taiwan is its own internationally recognized country. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's fucking lame.
Well, as 2020 ends, and all form of freedom in China and areas surrounding, so does Farmville. Oh, no. I didn't even know... I didn't even know it was still a thing, so... Yeah, you yeah it was bought by Facebook. <laughs> I just thought, like, wow, Farmville was a, was a thing. And it is no longer. Yeah, uh... December 31st, literally the last day of the year, it will be going offline. Uh, who was that that web developer game? Zynga? Yeah! Like, like, they made a lot of, like, Facebook yeah. games. They made, like, MySpace games originally. Did you say Exenga? Zynga. Zynga, Z -Y -N -G -A, yeah. Z-Y-N-G-A. Okay. Little mobile game develops, developers, yeah. But, yeah, they uh, started yeah, games so... on, like, MySpace and shit. I don't know if anyone actually played it anymore, but uh, microtransaction pur purchases, the last they do that is November 17th. So I guess if you need to, more energy to farm your <laughs> pig farm, I guess, <laughs> you better get to it. Hop on. <laughs> or don't, whatever. <laughs> it's Farmville. So next bit, we have a pretty big cluster of Xbox and Microsoft updates, starting with Xbox Series X and how much storage it'll actually let you use. Yeah, so much like with any hard drive, you don't get to use the hard drive space. Um, a lot of this is for, like, pre-caching games, the uh, operating system itself. But it will be include a one terabyte solid state drive for the Series X, unlike the Series S, which has I think a uh, 500. Um, however, the amount of space that you can use on their one terabyte SSD is only 802 gigabytes. So, Please. almost 200 are immediately just taken up by other services on there. Doesn't the PlayStation um, with... have like a 825 gig hard drive. So I don't I haven't seen anything on that. I don't know if that's the full SSD we, size or if that's just what's usable. We haven't had it confirmed, but our running theory is that's going to be the actual usable space after it's been partitioned for the operating system and everything. Yeah. Right, like it's probably closer to So yeah, instead oh, of saying terabyte. that it's one terabyte but you only actually get to use this much, they're just advertising it as that much you actually get to use. Yeah, and um it was also revealed that there was the two hundred and twenty dollar NVMe SSD that you'll be able to purchase. That's the official Microsoft hard drive for the Series S and Series X. Not your 1X if you pre-ordered that for Christmas because you're an idiot. <laughs> uh, this will function exactly as the internal one. So you'll be able to cache your games and all that. However, any external drive, you will not be able to play games from. You cannot mm. play games on the Xbox from an external drive. You can store them there. Apparently, the transfer rate between is very, very fast. So probably like a couple minutes to transfer stuff back and forth between the drives, which would be important because, you know, if your hard drive's already taken up by Call of Duty anymore. <laughs> so stupid. I'm salty. <laughs> so, I just want to install only the multiplayer and nothing else. <laughs> Looks but like... yeah, so... It's going to be expensive for Xbox hard drives, it seems. And it looks like... Uh... 
Phil Spencer does say they're planning on making more consoles. Yeah, so hopefully you'll have something like the Series X that's just all digital, much like the PlayStation 5 digital version. Uh, who knows mm-hmm. if there'll be more, but this could also just be more like, yeah, we're going to make pro versions later down the road when we have a better manufacturing process to make them smaller. Yeah, that's kind of like, like they always do that, though. They make the nice little 2.0 versions. That's kind of a standard. Yeah, but I mean, this that that uh, statement is not a lie in any sense whatsoever. So we don't know yeah, what to really true. expect. We do know we'll get the pros eventually, mm. probably next year, year after that, or maybe just other entire series console versions. Who knows? Yeah, the series Y. <laughs> just make one for every letter in the alphabet. Yeah, and this was uh this was confirmed in an interview he did with Yahoo Finance. So it is officially on the record. And it looks like their expansion card is going to cost about 220 bucks. Yep. Not cheap. How big is it, though? It's uh, still a terabyte. Eh. Is it solid state? It's an NVMe solid state, yeah. Uh, um, that's not bad. Okay. And it's proprietary typical, for Xbox. You can I can get, get a typical one for 150 As long as, I mean, yeah, I'm not. Proprietary. I'm, it's proprietary. And I get, is it proprietary to the point to where I can't. I'm not going to be able to take my own bot from Western Digital and plug it in? You can plug your own from Western Digital okay. in, but like I said before, to run games, you have to transfer them from that drive to mm. either their proprietary NVMe or the okay. internal. Gotcha. And that'll be a fast process. So, yeah. Or whatever they be fast is. Mm. Allegedly fast. Allegedly fast. <laughs> I've seen how fast consoles download things. It's not very fast. It's never been. And the last thing for Microsoft, uh, Microsoft on Japan, we learned from the past. Yeah, so Microsoft has never been very popular or successful in Japan, mm. and um, they're they're really starting to change that. They are the ones who helped bring the game I've been playing nonstop since March, Fantasy mm. Star Online 2 West. They paid for its translation and port to the U.S., um, they're also working with Sega and getting, um, they have early release on the Yakuza series um, as well, like a dragon, the newest century. Um, they're doing a lot of stuff with Japan and they're working on gaining more of a presence in Japan itself um, via consoles or PC gaming, who knows. Mm. But at the Tokyo Game Show, he did, uh, Phil Spencer did have a pre-recorded message that was released there talking about their rela- their relationship uh them, them being Microsoft and Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he said, Japan is a superpower in this industry with iconic characters and games that are highlights in the gaming histories of hundreds of millions of players across the globe. Yakuza, Metal Gear, Biohazard, Persona, Dragon Quest, Final Fantasy, and even more recently, the phenomenon of Animal Crossing. Hmm. Japan and its creators have shaped so much of the magic we expect when, it ti- when it's time to play a game. Uh, they're not so wrong. they're hoping... No, they're not. And this is also kind of like on the hedge of the rumors that might have happened at the at TGS, but did not, is that Microsoft was going to buy Sega. But that did not happen. That would have been huge. <laughs> Maybe we'd get a mainline Sonic game that was worth a damn again. <laughs> Colors was great. So was Generations. Generations was pretty good. So yeah, so... 
not entirely sure what to expect of Microsoft in Japan at this point. It's not really going to affect us much more, but we might start seeing a lot more games come westward a lot faster than normally would have happened mm-hmm. prior. So. Um, and so it looks like Resident Evil Infinite Darkness CG TV series has been announced for Netflix. Yeah, so this was the Netflix um, earlier reported Resident Evil anime, mm-hmm. but it's actually a CG movie. That's, that's, I'm not, there was I'm a not trailer release. It looks good. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm never opposed looks, to CG really movies. Good. I like CG movies. Um, I think the last Resident Evil movie release outside of the weird, the last Resident Evil non-game media that's not a weird U.S. movie version was also a CG movie, and it was really I, good. I liked so, Final Fantasy fifteen. That was a CG movie. <laughs> yeah, so, that was a low um, blow. <laughs> production is being handled by TMS Entertainment, and animation is being done by Cubico. These are the same people who were behind the 2017 CG uh, CG film Resident Evil Vendetta, which I is the one I was previously, which I was talking about previously, haven't seen. Still fantastic. Um, executive producer is Capcom staff Hiroyuki Kobayashi, um, and he is responsible for Resident Evil and Resident Evil 2. So being an original title, having the original writer, probably a good start to have for yeah, you know, a new CG series. I'm I'm suddenly a lot more interested. <laughs> yeah, this is actually following um, Wesker and his sister before everything else happened. So it's kind of like a prequel to the entire Resident Evil franchise. Dope. Um, this is supposed to be available to Netflix subscribers sometime in 2021. So, yeah. Hey, that's coming up pretty soon. Nice. Yeah, that's only in a couple months. Mm-hmm. Yep. If we make it that far. Hmm, right. 2020 is not <laughs> over yet. So, rumor, your PS4 saves may not work on upgraded PS5 games. Um, that's really not that surprising to me, assuming that it's talking about, like, if you have a PS4 game and you get the it get the free upgrade to the PS5 version, then it might not pull your save. Just speaking strictly, like, because I know the technicals behind that, that makes perfect sense to me. Um, I, I, I don't see that being very surprising. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'm not surprised by that at all. I mean, um, like, I find it a little weird just because there's so many games that have cross saves, like a game I've recently well, been playing this week is cross playable between your phone and PC and a console and the save well, transfers back and forth. So it's kind of weird, I guess, I, not surprising, but I guess, I guess it's in what the top. What'd you say, Tommy? What? I did not hear you still. I was asking if you were talking about Among Us, the game you've been playing. No, it's called Genshin Impact. Um, it's anime Breath of the Wild. It's fantastic. Um, so Zelda with white face. No. <laughs> In, anyways. So it's better than Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Sorry, Thor. <laughs> Well, we'll t- I'll talk about it later at the end of the show when we go over what we played. <laughs> well, if there is another topic, I can add it in here, but not in the middle of another topic. Um, well, anyways, but it, um, no, no, think... no, 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 no. I'll just talk about it when we're going over what we played. Oh, oh, right. Um, so, anyways, I th- I think the problem yeah. 
is in kind of the way that headline is phrased that your PS4 saves may not work on upgrade. I think what that is intended to mean is that it won't work for all games. So I'm assuming some games it'll work just fine and some won't. But it depends on if the code behind those games is going to be compatible for that. Yeah, makes sense. Like I said, it's really weird that there's not a way to read it from your uploaded cloud saves because I know the PS4 has that. Mm-hmm. Well, for it PS Plus, back, yeah, yeah. So, who has a PlayStation and not PS? Let's be real here. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Um, so EA causes outrage by advertising by doing EA stuff. Um, EA causes outrage by advertising FIFA microtransactions to children. Yeah. So, so great job, EA. Yeah, that's that's not a huge surprise, but that's uh, that's <clears throat> the newest thing EA is up to. They uh, they went far, ahead and um... put this this like microtransaction ad in a Smith's Toy Magazine ad spot. So like. Chilled, not like kids and like fourteen-year-olds who are ganking their parents' credit cards. Like children, they're they're aiming these towards children. Who at this magazine? Who at this publisher decided this was okay though? Like they're just as responsible. True. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's fucked up. I remember one time my kid really wanted the unicorn pickaxe on Fortnite, so she accidentally bought like a hundred V bucks or something ridiculous. And that was like a lot of money. (laughs) And I messaged Epic and I was like, ah, that wasn't me and whatever. And they refunded me and let me keep the V bucks. (laughs) So like mistakes like that happen, but most companies will be like, okay. okay, Strategy here. Capitalize (laughs) on it. (laughs) Well, that's all. That's also a common thing that happens. It's just kids don't realize what they're doing. Um, right. It's also on the parents to make sure that they don't save their information, whatever their kids are playing on. It's just a lot of a lot of stuff. Um, most people aren't responsible, but I yeah. delete my credit card Adver- information off my daughter's PS4 every month. And when PSN comes up again, I'm like, okay, I'll pay for it. But it's an every month thing. Like, I you can just buy reload on cards. Your yeah, you can get the reload cards, or you can do it directly from your computer and never have to log in on her console. I would, I would just That's buy reload much cards. Better thing. I didn't even realize that there was probably something like that available. <laughs> it's it's created specifically so your card information is not stored on the console. Because that shit's stressful. <laughs> so Wasteland Studios um, Inxel Entertainment, did I say that right? Has two new RPGs in the works? In Exile. In Exile. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, in Exile Entertainment, um, they are the studio behind Wasteland, Wasteland 2, and the just-released Wasteland 3. They are also owned by Microsoft. Um, They have two new RPGs in the works, as well as a VR shooter coming out later this year. Um, So Frostpoint Proving Downs is due to come out later. That's their shooter. Uh, Wasteland 3 is a turn-based RPG set in post-apocalyptic America. or I think Wasteland 3 is in America, yeah. Um, and they also said that they have two new RPGs in the way. So that's kind of good news if you enjoy that style of RPG, because CRPGs, stuff like that, are not very popular. They don't have a ton of people creating these games. Anymore. 
Um, you, you occasionally have ones like uh, uh, Pillars of Eternity, Divinity, Baldur's Gate 3, and Wasteland. That's pretty much it compared to literally every other game possible mm -hmm. that you have out there. But uh, if uh, they are Microsoft-owned, so if you have Games Pass, you will be getting those available to you whenever they come out. Yes. So. So a little bit on our PlayStation updates this week. Uh, PS5 pre-orders are being canceled. Dum-dum-dum! Because retails overextended the amount of units they thought they'd have. Or some got yanked, too, didn't they? Um... I don't know if they got yanked. They just were putting up more pre-order numbers than they were given access yeah. to. So, yeah, people are losing so. their pre-orders because a lot of companies are like, oops, we thought we would have more than this. At this point, yeah. I don't give a shit about pre-ordering anymore. I'm not going to have the time because work's going to ramp up really heavy that time of year. So I'm just going to wait till my winter vacation and go buy it then. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be it'll be available in stores year. by then. Yeah. yeah, even wait until next year when they have a a, a more hefty library because all those games are going to be available on PS4 as well, yeah. right? Yeah, oh well, yeah, and that's a big part of it. Is that, a big part of it is that we want another PS4 in the house so that Dirt Wizard and I could both play games without having to do split screen and play together. Yeah. Um, and instead of going out and buying another PS4 right now, uh, we're just gonna since it's backwards compatible with PS4, we're just gonna wait to get the PS5. So. It as a PS4 is actually a huge reason as to why I want to get one so soon. But you know, it's it's obviously all subjective. You get one of those holiday season instead, and get for like a hundred bucks. Hmm? You can yeah, not accidentally pre-order the wrong PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna see what kind of deal. If there's like a PS4 Pro for like some stupid like hundred and fifty dollar deal on Black Friday, I'll grab it. I don't care. At that yeah. point, like that's just that a really that's that's a really nice Blu-ray player and streaming machine for one hundred and fifty dollars. At that point, yeah. So yeah, that's a fucking bargain. <laughs> so I'll keep an eye out. Yeah, so, I I, I want to play Final Fantasy VII remake, and I would absolutely drop one hundred and fifty. Well, if, if I were you, I would just wait till next spring, um, because yeah, it's going to release on PC next spring. That's, so. that's what I'm really waiting for, but yeah. there was a time when I, I did go out to see if I could get a cheap PS4, Oh, it's, the answer was no. Yeah, and it, it, <laughs> stuff like that happens. I Back in the day before it was easy to get Xbox games on PC, I used to buy uh, Xboxes just so I could play Gears of War. That was the only well, reason. Which, uh, let's see, that brings us back to some of our Pokemon topics from last week. Um... Let's see, the first thing, Pokemon Home is going to be added to Pokemon Go connectivity, which is pretty neat. I'm wondering how it's going to work since you end up having to kind of use coins to buy storage space. I'm guessing that, I, I don't know exactly how that's going to work, but that's a neat idea. Home is its own separate thing you use with your more stream, mainstream Pokemon games mm -hmm. like uh, Sword and Shield, yeah, and as well as a few of the more recent older ones. Um, it's just an online service you pay for to be able to transfer your Pokemon between games without mm -hmm. needing to connect devices and store them in kind of like a cloud kind of, kind of thing to have access to. Um, Go will have connectivity to it, so you'll be able to store your Pokemon Go Pokemon there rather than have to expand your in-game inventory, it seems. Because you're already paying for that service anyways at that point. So. Okay. 
Um, and then here's my big thing is there's a rumor that Pokemon uh, Heart Gold and Soul Silver are going to have Switch ports. And I really just want to see them all do this because I don't want to have to go dig out a DS. The only reason I'd want to get a DS is to play the Pokemon games that are only available on that. I would love right. to be able to access any of those games via Switch. If I could access literally on the download store, every Pokemon game, including the original red version and the fired red version, everything all the way from the first game to the latest games, if I were able to get every one of those on the digital store on Switch, I would go out and buy one right now. Right. Yeah. I, uh, I, I would yeah. buy those games. There's a few of them on there. There's a but few of them, But my Switch is all the way across the room, so I can't sell mm. it. Yet. My <laughs> favorite... Fucking game on Pokemon was Sapphire and Ruby, and I know they made a remake on DS, but I never played it. Mm. But oh my, I would be happy as a damn clam if they put that on Switch. I I liked Emerald a lot, but I think I liked Silver and Gold. The, the Silver and Gold I really loved, and and Crystal. I really loved the daylight, like the cycle that they had introduced, yep. and it also just has a lot of um, sentimental value for me too. Uh, because yeah, of when and how gold. I got it, so. I had gold, and that that was really cool, the day and night, and how you could evolve, like, Espeon and Umbreon if it was mm -hmm. day or night time. And so, I mean, me just heart gold and soul silver coming makes me want to go out and get a Switch. Because there's, a, there's actually a few Switch games, not even just Pokemon, but a few different Switch games I'm kind of interested in at this point. Oh, Breath of the Wild, man. I don't know if you're a Zelda buy. fan, but that's I, a good I will one. absolutely buy a heart gold soul silver for switch i would buy it too for sure in a heartbeat like, mm. those were definitely my favorites then oh our... look at us we're all adults <laughs> like just fawning over these games we played when we were kids so speaking of the only game i really fought over is secret of mana but y'all know that hmm. yeah <laughs> and you got yours you got your remake <sighs> there's still more that need to come and be remade so speaking of Pokemon, the last one we have on here, Pokemon Go is starting to strip away some of its stay-at-home features that it started with the pandemic. The things like half-distance egg hatching, um, double the distance to gyms, things like that. They're scaling it back. This should not be a shock. It was always meant to be temporary, and a lot of them even had straight-up timers. The timers went on for months, but they have timers clicking down. We've known it's going to come to a start. They've uh, stopped. They've always said it's going to be temporary um and it's not even all of the features that they're stripping away just some of them hmm. to the best of my knowledge you can still do the pvp league without walking for example this means nothing to me but i know <laughs> y'all play it <laughs> without yeah. walking because mm -hmm. you used Apparently, to have to walk 3km every time you wanted to enter the PvP Battle League. Okay, so uh, so when the PvP Battle League came on, like, where you can battle strangers, I didn't mm -hmm. really fuck with it that much. And then <gasps> Bad word, redacted. Came, so... Yeah, here I, we are. I've got so are many they... legendaries from that. Oh my god, yeah, no, my boyfriend has too, and I've just been like, fuck you. Oh man, it's <laughs> awesome. Wait, Tell me, you... don't say the C word. Wait, that's how you get legendaries? Raids is mostly how you get them, but yes, you can get them um, by defeating people. Well, shit, I've been ignoring it this whole time. If I knew I could get good Pokemon out of it, I'd, I'd have been doing it. 
that right, was like the main that was the main cards. thing is that you'd get legendary pokemon for rewards out of it i have literally like six Caratina that are three stars from doing that okay you're making up pokemon <laughs> at this point no, no is it so it's the new is only like that's only even like fourth season <laughs> my, my knowledge is literally nothing past <laughs> So all of these Pokemon you're seeing, they don't even exist in your game. <laughs> yeah, I have no like I have no clue who half half the Pokemon in Pokemon Go are. I'm like I caught a Zapdos yesterday. Well, I know who Zapdos is. That's one fifty. Oh yeah, like, Zapdos is part of the original. Yeah. Like, like I just posted a picture of four like walking distance Zapdos raids. Um you gotta play Shield, man. That's where a lot of the new ones are, and the Alolan ones too. I've on got onto the Alolan ones. I, I've got a Alolan Ninetales that's pretty, pretty dope. Looking. Alolan Ninetales is so cute. It's ice and fairy instead of fire. So that's cute. So weird. <laughs> so cute. When I, when I caught the Vulpix, I was like, "Oh, it's a shiny Vulpix. Cool." No, right. it wasn't shiny. <laughs> it was just a low. Yeah, it's just a blue fucking ice thing. Hey, I thought they were cool, like variations on the Pokemon. Oh no, I love the variations. Very cool, for sure. I've I've managed to get I think all the Alolan variations so it, far. The Alolan Meowth far outweighs the regular Meowth, in my opinion. Which, which Alolan Meowth? Because there are like three. No, one of them is a Galarian Meowth. Um, I don't know what that means. <laughs> it, it's it's the. Uh, the sword and shield version of it, it's like it's steel instead of dark like the Alolan or normal like the regular one. Oh, is it the one that evolves into Perserker? Um, you know, I've never evolved it, but that seems right. Cause let me tell you, Perserker is the best Pokemon name in the entirety of Pokemon. Berserker. Did you ever watch Berserk? I love Berserk. That's why, yeah. Okay. It was fucking awful. You're wrong. I did not like Berserk. I, it was too graphic. 2016 on the anime art style is fucking awful. It's like weird ass, yeah, half ass CG. Yeah, but the story's fantastic. I don't care. It looks awful and it's hard <laughs> to follow. Just read the manga. I, I didn't like close like, your eyes. Rapey vibes. Close your eyes. Oh man, the manga. You missed the rape horse. Oh my god. Yeah, I'd of... hate the manga more. Yeah. Berserk's kind of intense. So... Yeah. <laughs> so Fantasy Star Online 2's episode 5 is going to be launching today? Uh, yesterday, I guess? At like 7 a.m. this morning. So yesterday at yeah. time of yes. launch of podcast. Yes. yes. Uh, September 30th. That day. That's today. Um, well, yeah. 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 So, PSO2 is on its trajectory to still catch up with the ending of Episode 6 with Japan and the subsequent launch of post-game content before New Genesis comes online for its simultaneous global and Japanese launch. But, yeah, um, Episode 5 is now out. Um, and in episode 5, following the aid of those on Earth, which was a weird storyline, let me tell you, players discover a mysterious portal that leads to another dimension called Omega, 
This world seems driven purely by fantasy, a world of swords and magic instead of technology and science. Laser swords clash with cold steel as the two worlds stand in direct contrast with each other. So is this and a... as the story progresses... Keep yes. going. And as the story progresses, players will frequently move between them while observing the strange similarities these worlds share. Simultaneously, a mysterious woman who calls herself Alma appears, and she seems to have information about Omega and, strangely, about Perks. So is this just a Final Fantasy fourteen crossover event? No. You you literally just described o the Omega raids in and like the entire philosophy of Omega in Final Fantasy fourteen though. I think that's just a common Japanese theme. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Damn. <clears throat> Them tropes. That would have been So neat. Omega is just the purely fantasy world with magic and swords while fantasy star online is pretty much strictly technology and science it'd be itself. a neat temporary so event crossover though fantasy star and final fantasy 14 that would be um, a crossover yeah i would spend way too much on ac <laughs> tickets for that crossover i know the final fantasy 15 crossover was pretty fun that's uh yeah people are running around with cars and stuff yeah yeah a pro mobile it, well, it was the first four-person mount, though, which is it's super handy to have a four-person mount. Yeah, and so with the launch of this, we get a new the first Scion class, the Hero class. Um, nice. It's the first class where you can't have a subclass. It uses three specific weapons. Uh, so far, it's been pretty fun to play. Um, the level cap for every class is bumped up to 90, which is a little different. 90 is the end of level 6, the end of episode 6's cap. Um the global release has skipped the level cap of 85, just gone straight to 90 for everything. Uh, there's new arcs missions, new story missions, new loot, uh, new events, enemies, the works. And as well as a new quest type called the Buster Quest. So And raids? More stuff to grind. Huh? And raids? Uh, Buster Quests are similar to raids, yes. But oh, also, have base, also have base defense elements in it, so you're moving stuff through. So yeah, this is where it started to begin to turn into like more of a traditional style of MMO with with raids along with you know their typical dungeon stuff and whatever, more like a Warframe setup. So mm. yeah, this is when they started to kind of change the game a lot. And New Genesis um, is awesome. It's probably pretty much the culmination of every change they planned for the game. Which uh, New Genesis itself was also on display at the Tokyo Game Show. Um, so it's a complete departure from what Fantasy Star Online 2 was, even though it's technically still just called Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis. So who knows? Um, mm. uh, it's completely an open, seamless world, just like every normal MMO, just kind of limited to how many players you see in the world. You just travel with groups of eight people, with seven other players for a total of eight. Some stuff was shown off. Three classes, the... Uh, the uh, what was it? The force user, the range, the ranger, as well as the hunter. Those were the only classes shown off so far, as well as new systems and stuff. So um, there is a really good video Sega put out on it that has a translation out. And at the beginning of that translate, at the beginning of the video, they didn't realize they're being translated, so they're trying to talk in broken English. The uh, developers were nice. translate four people, then they realized, oh, it's being translated for us. So. Um, it's a really good, interesting, in-depth look at new systems that they are doing with New Genesis. So. Nice. So Dragon Quest Track mobile game is to take... Tact. Or Tact. 
Oh, so yes. so so it's a tactical game. I'm assuming. Yeah. And yeah. it's taking itself to the west. I love tactic games. So. Um. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like Dragon Quest Monsters. I think we've talked on this before. Uh, you know, the Dragon Quest Pokemon game. Um. You have teams mm. of monsters. You have a little battle grid, and you fight different monsters against each other. Um. And this is straight up developed by Square Enix. They didn't loan it out to anyone, but um. You can pre-register on iOS and Android platforms. Uh, its pre-registration is now currently live, so this must the game um, will probably be out within the next month or two, honestly. So I might pick that up. I think it'd be worth it. I'll probably accept it because I do like the Dragon Quest games. Um, I do like the you know puff puff side missions because they're ridiculous. I love the Dragon Quest universe in general. I think uh, the latest iteration of Eleven, the big super ultra mega one, is finally launching in the West with all the extra content. So, I always liked the art style, but I've never played any of the Dragon Quest games. You know what's surprisingly good? Dragon Best, uh, Dragon Quest Builders Two. It's like Dragon Quest Minecraft. It's fantastic. Nice. Yeah, I might, I might look into that. Uh, so, former Rockstar Games employee raises $42 million to destroy GTA 6. What? So, yeah, I guess some uh, former Rockstar employees went made their own company. Uh, what, is, what is the name of it? Build a Rocket Boy Games? <laughs> That's hmm. awful. I'm not going to lie. Wow. <laughs> um, I don't know why they're trying to beat a GTA 6 when the GTA 6 has not been announced. Um. But, They're probably, they might be trying to aim for, like, the same time frame, so, you know, in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it works for them. Yeah. Their game project is called Everywhere. Oh, yep. Okay. Maybe it'll be a uh, GTA, GTA-like space game. So it's... The company was started by former Rockstar Games North President Leslie Benzie. So it looks, interesting. Yeah, it looks pretty neat. Pretty neat. So it looks like the last things on here are all going to be some hardware talk, starting with NVIDIA's RTX 3090 graphics card launching in a, as another letdown. Yeah, so you know all those issues the PlayStation had that we talked mm -hmm. about for its pre-orders as well mm -hmm. as the 3080 had? That we knew yeah, the 3090 so it would anyways. have. Yeah. It happened Even though they, they said they made like bots to fight against it. So it's it's always going to happen. It still happened. Yeah. Um, so they were shown as out of stock already before they even went live. So it's the same like thing Amazon. that happened Amazon. Yep. yep. Jesus. <laughs> Not only that, but like physical copies copies you know what i mean my friend waited in line at micro center from midnight until they opened and he was 20th in line and he didn't get one guess why they only had four. <laughs> oh jesus yeah what the fuck that's um... like black friday doorbuster status shit four whole cards wow. that's crazy yeah so this this whole tech pre-order stuff it's just getting worse and worse and worse as <laughs> times get more modern, I suppose. I don't know how else to put it. And, pe um, and people that. get so dumb that they ship graphics cards without boxes. Oof. Oh my that, god. Uh, yeah. That, what that was the like the fuck? worst thing Terrible. to read. Uh-oh, why? <laughs> I just, what the fuck? 
that's uh, the next topic. I don't know if how much detail you yeah. want to go into on it, but that's um, insane. So new, yeah, Newegg was just shipping stuff without any protection. What the fuck? <laughs> they, they were they received them as bulk and just sent them out that way. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> And so a bunch of them would, like, show up in the mail and be just completely bent out of shape. I don't know how completely uh, completely means, but, like, I'm, I'm seeing some here that are definitely not in good shape. Like, bent pieces, broken fans. Oh, man. That's horrible. And I guess that kind of leads into our last topic where the, let's see, it says, EVGA confirms NVIDIA RTX 3080 card capacitors are causing crashes? So yeah, um, the cards were pumping too much power that the capacitors could handle, so it was mm. causing the cards to shut down and crash. Gotcha. So uh, EVGA was able to confirm that the capacitors themselves were the problems, which people like speculated. Uh, multiple hardware websites speculated this, tested it, figured it out. Um, they did find a workaround. Um, they just sent out a driver, which turned off some overclocking for them, which to be quite honest, you should not need to overclock anything anymore for whatever reason. Ever. Uh, ever. It's just Especially dumb. something like this. And, if, uh, that update, lowering the, lowering the clock speed, help them. They don't crash again. And it's so, so it frustrates me that they even sell now pre-built machines that are overclocked. And it's just <sighs> – it, that bugs me to no end. But I'm not – as I have promised several times over these episodes, I will not spend 15 minutes ranting about overclocking. <laughs> I think that's about it, though. So the next thing up is just the games we've been playing. I'm have still been pretty boring. Um, I had I was a little sick over the weekend too, so got even less done than normal. So really, just Final Fantasy XIV still. But I have gotten back into Warzone a little bit. I'm super happy that vehicles are back, but super salty that there's still no choppers. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's about, been about it for me is Final Fantasy XIV and, um, and uh, Modern Warfare. Um, so, what about you, Sasquatch? Um, uh, Fantasy Star Online 2, as is typical. Mm. The new content we talked about earlier. Um, power leveling the new hero class, pretty much. In the few hours I was able to play after work and before we started recording, I got to level 45 out of 90. So I did that. Um, I've also been playing Genshin Impact, which is made by Chinese uh, Hong Kong-based developer Mihoyo. Uh, it's fantastic. It's cross-play and save playable between Android, iOS, PS4, and PC. And you use the same account, so you can just jump back and forth. Nice. Um, it takes a lot of inspiration from Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, you don't really shoot, switch between weapons on your character. You form a party and switch between the different party members. So that changes up like the magic you use, the fighting style. Um, so far, it looks it looks fantastic. It is gorgeous. Definitely an anime style stuff. Um, it's Legend of Zelda, waifu of the wild, pretty much. You just climb, collect, craft, stuff like that. Use magic, do dungeons. It's mostly single player like Breath of the Wild, but there are multiplayer dungeons you play through with friends as well as world bosses. So that's a really neat, neat thing they added on to. It is free to play. However, that also comes with some caveats like microtransactions. Mm, it is course. a gacha game as well, like most mobile mm. games. Um, so you spin the luck of, you spend, you spin the wheel of fortune and hope you get a good drop, I guess. You can get weapons and 
other party members with better stats and whatnot than that. Um, I've been playing a little bit of Modern Warfare, and I've also jumped on the train for this co-op horror game called Phasmophobia. Hmm. It is on Steam right now. It is an early access. It is janky as fuck. It looks awful. Hmm. It is an absolutely terrifying experience. I screamed <laughs> like a little girl on my stream. Um, you're, it's a four-player co-op ghost hunting game. Uh, you you are sent to a house to investigate it. You're given different tools. There are ten different ghosts in each location. And they haunt. They hunt you. And they murder you. <laughs> you watch as they murder you. And your friends can watch them murder you. You're given tools to stop this. Like smudge sticks. I don't like incense sticks, which may pacify them. Crucifixes, which are supposed to help you against different ones. Cameras, flashlights. It is actually terrifying and really, really fun, and I highly recommend it. It's like 12 bucks. It's on Steam. Nice. I played like a five-hour session just straight. It felt like 20 minutes. It was a fantastic, fun experience. Up to four players. Give it a try. Nice. That'll. You should send me that clip. That'll make great for highlight videos. Uh, I will try to find it. <laughs> How about screamed, you? I screamed. Oh. <laughs> How about you, Tommy? What have you been playing lately? Fortnite? Well, well, actually, I was playing it for a little bit. I haven't played it in a while, but I uh, downloaded Detroit Become Human for mm. PC, and holy shit, what a whirlwind of fucking emotion there. We were talking about games where when you decide one thing, it changes the ending. Like there's like 40 mm, different yep. endings or whatever. And love those kind I, of games. That's when I say so I love convolution good. in games. That's what I'm talking about. So good. But that game, like, oh my god, I was not expecting the emotional <laughs> whirlwind that I got from it. It is so good. I definitely recommend it if you want like a rich storyline and if you want to feel something because it's going to make you feel angry, sad, satisfied, happy, all those things. It's not really one for um, gaming skill. I mean, definitely you have to press the buttons at the right time, etc. But definitely an awesome game. I'd recommend it to anybody that wants um, a story rich game. I'll have to check it out. And what about you, Doc? What have you been playing lately? Uh, after we discussed its release last week, I picked up Kirby Fighters 2. Yeah! Uh, <laughs> Breaking news! <laughs> review? <laughs> review! 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 Uh, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. It's a, it's a roguelike. Um, roguelike, smash-like, uh, <laughs> at the same time. Um Good character selection, good character variety. The different Kirby hats are all that I've played have all felt pretty unique. Um, they they go pretty far with a three button setup instead of the way Smash usually would be. Like you only have a grab button, a jump button, and a punch button. Hmm. But there are inputs for uh, for directional inputs, like a fighting game for some characters. So I thought that was pretty neat. Um, I need someone to play with though, because the the fifty level <laughs> tower is actually pretty hard, mm. and I've I've been I've been a little bit stuck at at this one spot. I'll tell you what, uh, when I budget my my gaming allowance out, I'll pick it up. Dope. Hopefully, Guilty Gear is still on sale, so I can drag you into that life. That'll still give me like two hundred dollars for Fantasy Star Cosmetics. So okay. 
but uh, yeah, that's that's the other game I've been playing, Guilty Gear. I've got a tournament I'm participating in coming up on Saturday. Nice. Tell us about your tournament. Are you going to be are you going to be streaming it? Oh, I will absolutely be streaming it. Um, I'll have that up on my my Twitch, um, which is Twitch.tv/kishkumen3. A link will um, also be in the description. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's a local Pacific Northwest tournament: Oregon, Colorado, uh, Idaho, Washington. I think that's it. But uh, nice. last last I heard, there were twenty eight out of the thirty uh, slots for the tournament. So looks like it's going to be pretty good. It'll be a round robin style for the first uh for the first leg of it and then the finals will i believe be double elimination nice that's good that's that's like that's usually the best format for anything like that that's usually my yeah. favorite format for uh, magic tournaments as well same yeah <laughs> for tournaments it'll i'm i'm excited cuz it'll it'll give me a lot of chance to play against a lot of different people mhm i'm hoping to see some some new matchups some some less less played characters yeah because uh, the last tournament tournament I was in, the uh, the finals were again were, were two Kai players, and mirror matches are not always the most fun to watch. <laughs> but yeah, who knows? <laughs> Kai's pretty top tier, so. And that's Saturday. That is Saturday night at seven p.m. Pacific. So that's tomorrow, folks. Oh wait, no, t- uh, day after tomorrow. So, because this yeah. comes out Two on days. Thursday. Yep. Saturday. So Saturday, <laughs> Saturday, watch out. <laughs> All right, so that's going to do it for us, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to like and subscribe, and go check out our various personal channels as listed in the description below, and our main page on Facebook at facebook.com slash darkfeathergaming to keep up to the minute on breaking gaming news. Thank you, everyone, and have a great rest of your week. Bye. Got it. Good night.